All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. This is Stoppage Time with Footwork, highlighting some of the best moments from episodes. So this one, we have co-founder of Legend Soccer, Roland Benedict. He's going to talk the Legends philosophy, company roots, making the shin guard cool, shaking up the soccer industry, marketing importance, believing in your product, and the pillars of entrepreneurship. All that and more. Check out the full episode to hear Roland's story, his soccer journey, and how he made it to Man City for trials. Join the club at footwork.club. The one-stop shop for everything footwork. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Welcome to footwork. He had had this idea. I mean, he had had this idea since he was in college of a, a soccer company that was sustainable, pushed the envelope, um, and released products that had that cared products that were high performance and quality, but that felt like the company that built them actually cared about the people that wore them. Uh, and I wear all major brands products, but it's, you know, you know, it's mass produced, you know, everyone's got them uh, and something that really, really mattered. And so he had drawn actually our logo. He drew on an airplane on a napkin. So he's an incredibly talented artist and he drew it by hand. Like that's just a bespoke logo that he drew. Um, and legend, legend started the idea how we settled on it. It was something he had always thought of, but you, both of you, Dylan, Sean, you guys have your own legend. You have developed a legend, right? It's going to be your story that you leave to your kids, to your family, brothers, sisters, parents, you've created your own legend. Everyone has that. Everyone starts, you're the, you're the main character of your own legend and your own story. And we wanted people to understand that. And through our products, they last, they're built to last. Our shin guards, when you get them, they're customized, they last. You can hand them down to your kids. You can hand them off to a friend or a family member and let them play. So that's where it came from. But we make high performance, sustainable products and innovate on uh, the industry that has, we feel stagnated a little bit and gotten into a cycle of bright colors and cheaper materials and higher cost. Mm. Yeah, 100%. I think we all know when we slip on those plastic shin guards, usually as small as we can get them just so that they they fit in there nice and tight. So what is it about the the legend um, shin guard that makes it stand out, you know, besides the sustainability part, but in terms of fit, in terms of design, um, what are some things that really stand out? Well, I mean, it's made out of bamboo, so it's sustainable, but it's, you know, it looks it looks abnormal to somebody that's never seen them. I mean, they're gorgeous. We've had people buy them and put them on a shelf. We've sold them as uh, awards for tournament, just purely, hey, here's, you know, here's a first place trophy. Um, but the, the design, it's, you know, as we all know, we hate shin guards. I've always hated shin guards. Shin guards suck. I mean, they're just a pain in the ass. Yep. And so it's like, couldn't we make something we'd want to wear that we've never, we put in and you, at the end of the game, you forgot you had them on. Um, so minimal contact points, uh, not a ton of area for sweat to build up and then to get uncomfortable. And then they don't move. They lock in place. And that comes from our teardrop design. Uh, then something that they don't smell. Like shin guards suck. They smell, they're gross. You're not proud of them. Uh, and so could you make something that you wanted to wear, wanted people to see, but didn't know you were wearing and you could just go out and play? So what, how important is that process to get it out there, test it, get it out there, test it again until you, you know, come on to the right product? 
Um, I, the, the biggest thing I would say is, is stay, stay focused. If you're a creator, it's easy to see another avenue that you could go. Uh, if you come up with an idea for a product, stay focused and commit to it. Commit mm-hmm. to developing something that is a workable prototype, something that you could wear, you'd be proud to wear or is safe to wear. And then the next thing is test the market. So when we had that first cabinet maker produce them for us, we got a booth at the, at the time was the National Soccer Coaches Convention. And now it's the United Soccer Coaches Convention. And we had a booth and we went and said, let's see if what people think. Uh, we, I think we won best new product, best new company of the whole convention. Uh, and pioneered and made a lot of great connections. And, and so for us, it was proof. Like, okay, we're still not there. We still know that we need to refine it and we're still refining it to this day. We're trying to release a new model actually currently with a little bit new technology in it. But we got to the point, of, okay, the market's there. People like it. There is an opportunity here. Okay, now let's make it, let's take it to the next level. And, and making a sustainable product like this that is a bit different than everything else is not built with plastic um comes with a higher price now how do you encourage customers and players to make the switch and why is it so important to do so it's the it's the one battle i mean the greatest thing about what we're doing is nobody markets shin guards mm-hmm. and nobody likes to wear shin guards so if you can capture that education piece and you can create that cognitive switch in the industry you will be the leader of that portion of the industry the negative mm-hmm. is you have to convince people that shin guards are cool and you have to educate them on why they should invest in a sustainable product and go from paying $9 for Nike J guards to $60 for our base standard model. Uh, that's the biggest education piece. And that requires money. It requires marketing budget that requires doing podcasts, getting pros to wear them. Uh, and it's a grind, especially, I mean, it's like, uh, I'm a skier. I'm a big skier. And so there was a time growing up, if you wore a helmet on the slopes, you were laughed at and made fun of. And now if you don't wear a helmet, you get laughed at and made fun of. And that's kind of the mentality switch that we're, we're driving and we're trying to pioneer. Uh, but the biggest way I, ex- I explain it, Sean, is this. When's the, when's the last time you bought a pair of cleats? Uh, Actually, when, when's yeah. the last time you bought a pair of cleats? A few months ago. Okay. How much did you... Did you pay? Not to be uh, Snoopy, but yeah, how much yeah. you pay? 200. <laughs> 200. Okay. When's the time? What, what cleats did you buy before that? And when? The brand or what do you mean? No, just like, like how much and when, when did you buy them? So exact, exact same pair and probably a few months before that. So you've spent $400 in the last <laughs> six months. Perfect yeah. case yeah. study. And, yeah. and that's, and that's most of the time parents, as you walk them through that conversation, yeah. And I, I go farther. Like I just, I lay it on them and I, we go like five years back and you can see them start to go. Yeah. Yeah. We've spent about $1,500 on soccer cleats that they destroy yet. We're only willing to pay $20 for the one piece of equipment that might make my child, daughter, son, my own career last longer and increase the longevity of it. Why wouldn't I spend $60? Yeah. And then on top of that, you're getting rid of plastic. Yep. You are able to make sure that it's not going to smell. If you have rashes and you have skin irritation from your shin guards, it prevents that. And then you can customize it. And then on top of that, because they're so clean, 
if you want to, those shin guards can go to the younger daughter, younger sibling, younger brother. Uh, why wouldn't you spend 60 bucks? It's a no brainer. If you're going to play for 20 years, that's nothing. So, but it's where the, it's where the real, you know, shin guards people wear, but I think understanding the individuality, especially at the top level of the game where you can go in and, you know, a lot of players, they have a, you know, a new, a new baby boy, a new baby girl, and they can put a photo of them being born on the shin guard and really be um, proud, you know, that, hey, I'm carrying my kids with me or my family with me uh, is huge. And I think that's been a big connection for a lot of, a lot of the partnerships that we've had success with, not only with players, but also, also clubs. You can put the club crest and uh, the year the club's founded uh, on, a, on a shin guard and, and really hold some value with the players and the fan base as well. Um, I mean, when you start talking about the product, there's just so many different checkpoints of like, yeah, you can customize it. And then it's gorgeous. And then, oh, it's sustainable and it's high performance and it's small. And you have talked about these shin guards for so long. Eventually you go, why wouldn't you wear them? Why would you wear a piece of plastic that's got yeah. a sticker on the top of it? For, for those listeners out there that are, are looking to start a business or are starting a business, what are some advice you have for them? Um, start at first, obviously it's, it's never easy. There's a lot of work and you think there's 10 things that need to be done, but it turns into a hundred, which turns into a thousand. Um, what are some things you wish you knew when you first started out? Um, treat it for, stay focused on the, on the product, on the industry, on your service, whatever you're providing, whatever you're creating, stay focused on that. Uh, and if you're going into entrepreneurship and you're starting a business, if you're going in because you want to create a fast-tracked way to either sell it and make a profit or you're seeing dollar signs at the end of it, you're in it for the wrong reason. And it's going to be a struggle and it probably won't work out because it's a long grind. It's not a fast, quick, easy. It's like trying to play pro. It's not a fast, mm -hmm. quick, easy. People don't believe you, especially if you're innovating. They don't believe that it's the right idea. Um, they don't give you the money you need. They don't give you the time of day that you want. And you're constantly being told no. And so stay focused, do it for the right reasons, because you want to make positive change. You want to pioneer, you're a creator and you love it. Um, and get ready to commit a long time. I mean, five to 10, at least five to 10 years before you realize either maybe it wasn't as good of an idea as I thought, which is okay. Uh, we, we, along the road, had other products that we didn't really, didn't really get a foothold or people weren't as excited about as we were. Um, but yeah, focused and do it for the right reasons. Don't look to make a quick buck um, and be prepared for growth. Me, when we first started the idea, I was 22. If you knew me at 22, I wasn't ready to run a business but I didn't treat it like an actual business. So understanding that in the beginning, I need to, if, when I focus and work on the business, I'm at the office, I've clocked in, keep track of your hours. This is how many hours I spent. This is, and treat it like a job, not just a side hustle. This is part of, I have three jobs. I work here, I work here and I own my own company. Really, what do you do? Oh, I started a soccer company. You have to treat it, you have to change your mindset that you're a business owner. It's not just a thing that you're trying to do. Uh, and if you do those three things, you'll be successful, whether that is, you know, you make millions of dollars and you have financial freedom and you change the industry that you're in, or 
you grow a lot and you learn and it pushes you and spins you into, you know, the true meaning of your journey mm-hmm. in life, whatever, whatever that takes you. I see so many parallels between soccer journeys that I'm sure we'll get into with yours and Sean and I. This notion that keeps coming into my head when you said this, especially with all the no's to be prepared for, is this mm-hmm. intrinsic motivation and confidence that you have an idea that's going to work out. Now, when you hear all those no's, is it difficult to kind of keep that belief in the product? And how important is it to have a strong support, strong workers and coworkers and, and, and co-founders around you? Well, there's different, I guess there's different degrees of no. So every time somebody views our product, they think it's, can I swear on you? Oh, yeah. I go ahead. Yeah. They think <laughs> yeah. it's, they think it's fucking badass. Like yeah. every time they said, man, this is amazing. This is what I would want to wear when I played this. They love it. So we've had, yes, a lot. There's been a lot of support of the product but doing rounds of funding, meeting with certain investors. It's, ah, it's not the right fit. You're not big enough yet. You don't have enough revenue. Uh, it's not an industry I specialize in. But every time, so that's a no, right? Because we could have easily had, you know, we've had Adidas reps come up. We've had soccer.com say, nah, you guys aren't Noxie approved. So we don't want to have you on our, you don't have three sides. You don't have this. You don't have, but at the same time, everyone's saying, yes, the product's great. So I think understanding what the no is, like I didn't sign to Manchester City. I played there for six months. So was it actually bad? No, it was fantastic. It was a great be. experience. Couldn't be. Right? <laughs> right. But, but in the moment, what's my, fo- my sole focus is I want to sign a pro deal. And yeah. I didn't. So I'm a failure. We went into an investment meeting and we didn't get the investment. We failed. Did we? They loved our product. They loved stay in contact with us, keep us up to date on your growth, update us on your progress. So being prepared for the no's, but understanding, and this is a gift I've had for a long time, uh, and I think it comes from my parents, is understanding what a no really means. And it's a growth of that understanding. When I was 20, 19, 18, trying to play pro, it was a little rougher. Mm-hmm. But now understanding that, that like everything that I went through prepared me for the moment I am in right now. And as long as you're in tune with those decisions, you won't have regret. You'll be interested in what would have happened if things went differently, but you won't regret where you're at right now. Um, so understanding those different degrees of no and wrapping them in and saying, all right, part of the process. Was it a true negative or is it a positive that, you know, I just, I'm not in the right moment. I'm not in the right mindset. I'm not in the right spot, but I've got all the positives. So let's keep going. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands that make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos those are great but more importantly amazing content for any dream chasers out there plug plug pass tell your friends your enemies your mother your brother your sister your pastor it doesn't matter who tell the mailman your dog anybody that can listen like subscribe review because all of that helps while you're there we'll take whatever we can get to join the club join the club he messed me up
I mean, he can just he can just mash it together, so it's fine. 